You're listening to the Being Dad Podcast, episode 42. This week on the podcast, my kid's over her sickness, and she experiences her first Halloween. Plus, in the news this week, a dad delivers his own kid. Well, another tries to kill his, maybe. It's Movember time, and another story of parents publicly humiliating their child. And in recalls this week, we've got some fall strangulation and laceration hazards. Yikes. All that, and a wee bit more on the Being Dad podcast next. everyone and welcome to the Being Dad podcast, the podcast which finds its home on the beingdad.me website. It's a website for dads with updated content on there every day with entertainment, technology, books, uh, dad blogging, and uh, really all around good entertaining content for dads. I'm Stephen Beatty, your host and dad to a now seven-month-old baby girl named Natalie. In the show last week, I had mentioned to you that Natalie was uh, experiencing some sort of sickness uh, with a fever and, uh, of course, some irritability. The fever had gone on for a few days, and al- although we knew that it's not you know, uncommon for these young kids to get sick with fevers, uh, usually from some sort of viral infection, being first-time parents uh, with uh, a first-time sick baby, of course, we were concerned and worried. So we ended up taking her into the emergency department uh, over the last weekend. Not really because it was a big emergency, but uh, we live uh, in sort of a, a bit of a rural area. And on the weekend, there's not really uh, any other options for us if we if we want to see a doctor. So we packed her up. We headed on down to the emergency room. And surprisingly, there was no one in the waiting room waiting for for, uh, for care when we arrived there. So we were seen right away, which was great because really who wants to spend all afternoon waiting in a hospital emergency room? Not me. The doctor had a look or two at Natalie and uh, couldn't find any obvious sign of infection. So, you know, she, she looked in her ears and uh, listened to her breathing, all the usual things. Likely just a viral thing like we thought and uh, something that would clear up on its own. No need for antibiotics. But they wanted to rule out a urinary tract infection, so we had to get a urine sample taken. And uh, there's there's two ways, really, that you can get a urine sample from a baby. Either inserting a catheter tube up into the bladder to collect some urine, uh, or you can collect it uh, by using a bag. Well, how do you do that? that? That's exactly what I said at the time. Um, they didn't want to do the catheter up into the bladder because obviously it's uh, a fairly invasive procedure. And really, they just wanted to to check out um, the urine. They didn't really need it to be a 100% uh, sort of sterile procedure. Uh, so they gave us a bag. And what you do is uh, the bag has some sticky tape around the opening. And uh, you just stick it on. Do up the diaper and uh, away you go. Sounds easy, but after a few hours, we had a, just a small amount of urine in the bag, and uh, unfortunately, a more substantial amount of urine that had leaked around the bag and into the diaper, which was great. But we did have enough to get it uh, for the sample sent into the lab, which was good news. Even better news, though, was uh, there was no urinary tract infection, and the fever seems to have cleared up now, so we're good to go. Yesterday was Natalie's first Halloween, and being that we're dealing with the remnants of Hurricane Sandy out here in central Ontario, it was a rainy, crappy kind of a night last night for the Halloween festivities. Uh, But, you know, we tried to make the best of it. We threw Natalie into her ladybug costume anyway, uh, 
snapped a few pictures on our front porch <laughs> with the jack-o'-lanterns and spent about 10 minutes or so trick-or-treating to uh, just our immediate neighbors uh, around our house here and uh, called it a night after that. Probably not the most exciting night for the kid, but my wife and I uh, thought she looked pretty damn cute in that little ladybug costume for sure. And now it's time for the news. So how would you like to be a dad who delivered his own kid on the front doorstep to the house? Well, that's what happened to a 31-year-old fellow from Oakland, California, Glenn Adams. At about 5 a.m. in the morning, his uh, very pregnant wife uh, announced to him that it was time to go to the hospital. But they got nowhere close to the hospital. They only made it to the front door of their home where her water broke and she slumped onto the floor. Adams dialed 911 and he was connected with the local police dispatcher who, uh, although he was frantic, uh, the the dad-to-be that is, uh, the dispatcher was able to uh, coach him through the delivery of his own kid, his own son, right there on his doorstep. The baby came out without, uh, well, I say without too many problems, but obviously a unique situation and not not, uh, necessarily ideal, but the baby was out. the dad was told to tie off the umbilical cord using his shoelace, which he did. And uh, at this point, the couple's two daughters, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, had awoken in their rooms and uh, uh, were there watching uh, the, the whole thing go down. So it was, it was quite a scene on the doorsteps. The uh, baby boy was born nine pounds, nine ounces, 23 inches long, and he's doing just fine. No problems. Mom, baby, and dad are all doing really well. Well, unfortunately, I have another example of parents using public humiliation to punish a kid. There's a couple from Wisconsin, and um, they have a teen daughter who I guess uh, had misbehaved in some way. And her parents had confiscated her phone for a week, but uh, rather than just keeping the phone sort of in a a drawer somewhere, uh, what they did was they took, well, I guess pictures that they were hoping would embarrass their daughter and posting those pictures on their daughter's Facebook wall so that all of her Facebook followers uh, could uh, follow along and and, and look at um, these daily pictures. Well, the girl's brother decided that uh, he would spread the news about this, so he took one of these pictures and posted it onto Reddit, the social network. And on Reddit, he put the caption, My parents took away my sister's phone for the week. They've uploaded about 10 of these to her Facebook. So there were lots of different comments on Reddit uh, about the parents doing this. And, um, you know, some people thought it was the the best thing ever and thought the parents were, you know, awesome for doing this. And some, well, found it not all that good. And they feel like um, publicly humiliating your child is, is probably not the best thing to do for discipline. And although I don't think this was necessarily the worst thing in the world, uh, you know, I, I do think that really your parents are and are supposed to be your safe place, and uh, doing things like this to uh, embarrass your child—I um, don't know—it just it just doesn't seem right to me. I do have a link in the show notes, though, so you can uh, click on that link and you can see an example of one of the pictures that the parents were posting on Facebook. Well, here's an interesting online survey for you. A new survey from McAfee revealed that nearly half of all parents believe their teens tell them everything they do online, while 70% of teens reveal that they have found ways to avoid parental monitoring. The survey found that the top 10 ways teens fool their parents include the following. 
Number one, clearing the browser history. 53% of teenagers said that they use this method to hide their online behavior. 46% say closing, minimizing the browser when a parent walks by. 34% hiding or deleting instant messages or videos. 23% lying or omitting details about online activities. 23% using a computer their parents don't check. 21% using an internet-enabled mobile device. 20% using privacy settings to make certain content viewable only by friends. 20% using private browsing modes. 15% creating private email address unknown to the parents. And finally, 9% creating duplicate or fake social network profiles. Now, many of these tricks can be prevented by installing a parental control solution that monitors internet usage uh, or time controls, like NetNanny, which can monitor a website or monitor the websites a teen visits and also their Facebook activity. Overall, really, parents need to have open dialogues with their teens about their internet use. There are other issues that teens uh, either forget about or omit from conversation, like uh, uh, you know issues that they might not think of, like identity theft, uh, cyberbullying, sexual predators, and more. Teens tend to post too much information online because they have less inhibition dealing with the cyber world. And here's the father of the year story right here. A father is booked after police say he poured rum into his ill son's hospital feeding tube. A 19-year-old man named Cesar Ruiz poured alcohol into the feeding tube of his ill baby son at the hospital, causing the boy to have seizures, according to the sheriff's office. This fellow was uh, booked into the correctional center on one count of attempted first-degree murder in the case. According to the sheriff's office, the young child had been hospitalized since October 16th with breathing problems and was set to undergo surgery on October 31st. A spokesman said detectives were called to the hospital on the Sunday afternoon to check on a report that a two-month-old in the hospital's pediatric ward had a blood alcohol level of 0.289. Detectives say that around 11.30 in the morning on this Sunday, while undergoing treatment, the child began having seizures, uh, at which point he was moved to the intensive care unit, and that's where they discovered the elevated blood alcohol level. Under questioning, the sheriff's office said uh, that this uh, child's father admitted that when he and his wife went home to shower, he took one of his son's feeding tubes and, upon returning to the hospital, poured rum into the tube when he was alone with the child. The spokesman said Ruiz, the father, told detectives that he poured the rum into the tube to try to ease his son's suffering and not in an attempt to kill him. And here's another uh, father who's going to get a Father of the Year prize. Uh, This fellow, though, was charged with taping his toddler's mouth and restraining the toddler. Here's what happened. A young Chicago father accused of binding and taping over his 22-month-old daughter's mouth and then posting a photo of this on his Facebook page uh, was acquitted last week of an unlawful restraint charge, but the county judge said that he needed more time to rule out uh, or to rule on more serious aggravated domestic battery counts. This father's lawyer has been arguing uh, that the 22-year-old was just being playful and that the child was never in any danger. The lawyer says, was this something stupid to do? No question about it. But they're asking you to find him guilty of some very serious charges. End of quote. The judge is holding off on ruling about the aggravated battery charges until next week. 
And according to testimony last week at a brief trial, the father was playing with the toddler at his home last December when he grabbed a roll of blue painter's tape, bound the little girl's hands and feet together, and put two strips of tape over her mouth. He then snapped a photo of his daughter with his cell phone and posted it on his Facebook page with a caption that reads, This is what happens when my baby hits me back. According to to the testimony, the message was followed by a winking emoticon. Within hours, the picture had become an internet sensation and the father was charged a week later. And now that we're into November, which is hard to believe, this is uh, the one month of the year that uh, many men look forward to. Movember starts on the first of the month. And what Movember is, is a movement that's been growing since 2004, spreading across the world, really, with a goal to raise money and awareness for men's cancer, specifically prostate cancer, and also um, mental health initiatives for men. All around the world, men spend the month of November lovingly growing and grooming their best mo. Mo, it's more commonly known as a mustache. Through a, a clever combination of the term mo and uh, the month of November, Movember was born, like I said, back in 2004 in Australia, actually. And since that time, the, Vomem- the, mo- the Movember movement has spread to countries near and far, including Canada, United States, uh, Europe, Russia, India, etc. How the charity works is men can get together and register as a team uh, or individually with the goal of spending the month of November growing their best mustaches from a cleanly shaven face on the morning of November 1st to their best Magnum PI impersonation on November 30th. The teams or individuals can be sponsored by friends and family with the goal to raise as much money as possible. Globally, since 2004, Movember participants have raised close to $2 million for men's health and awareness. So if you're interested in joining, you can as an individual, uh, you can join an existing team, or you can even create your own team, uh, just going to movember.com and following the uh, following the links there, you choose your region and get yourself started. Uh, I will have a link in the show notes to my team as well, or the team that I'm on. Uh, if you're wanting to, uh, to sponsor my team, uh, of course, that would be really greatly appreciated. And uh, I will have some pictures up where you can watch my my likely pathetic little mustache. Uh, well, watch as I attempt to grow my pathetic little mustache over the month of November. Now, when my daughter was born, we had a midwife, but she delivered our daughter in our local hospital. And uh, one of the things that bothered me a little bit, uh, not not a whole lot, but I mean, it did bother me a little bit, uh, was the fact that the dads were not able to spend the night in the hospital. Um, after the baby was born, uh, Michelle stayed there for the first night with the daughter, with my daughter, uh, but I had to come home and I wasn't allowed to stay the night. And I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, I understand that there's, uh, you know, potential safety issues and, um, you know, they, they have these policies for good reason, I suppose. But uh, some hospitals are changing that policy and now allowing dads to stay the night in the hospital. And uh, one of uh, a particular hospital over in the UK in Hartlepool um, in the East Durham area, they are now allowing dads at the University Hospital of Hartlepool to, uh, to spend the first night with their newborn. So I think that's really a great idea and hats off to them. And hopefully that's a trend that will spread. 
Now it's time for the recalls of the week. And the first recall I have to tell you about is Trend Lab recalls uh, some upholstered chairs because there's a laceration and uh, choking risk uh, hazards. Of course, I will have links to all of these recall documents in the show notes, so feel free to have a look. If you do have a children's upholstered toddler chair by Trend Lab, uh, you might want to click on the link just just to double check that it's not uh, one of your chairs that's being recalled. But what the hazard is specifically is there's staples in the binding on the back of the chair that may come loose, posing a laceration or a choking hazard if swallowed. There's been no incidents of this reporting, but the company is recalling these upholstered toddler chairs um, anyway just to be safe. They were sold online at trendlab.com, amazon.com, Babies R Us, Target, Walmart, Bye Bye Baby, and other specialty stores from uh, November 2007 to August 2012 for about $100 to $140. Consumers are being directed to immediately take the chair away from the children and inspect the binding. And you can contact the firm for a repair kit with instructions. Dream on Me is recalled infant swings due to a strangulation hazard. The Happy Swing 2 infant swing, there's an opening between the tray uh, and the seat or the grab bar and the seat that can allow a child's body to pass through and become entrapped at the neck, posing a strangulation hazard to young children if the uh, if the belt is not engaged. Now, again, this is just a, a identified risk. There's been no incidents or injuries of this actually happen. But the Happy Swing 2 is a fabric infant swing that comes in red and green. It has a tray and grab bar attachment. There is a, a specific model numbers uh, in the, included in the recall, which is the number 432, and it's printed on a label on the frame of the swing. These swings were sold at kids' stores uh, nationwide, Amazon.com, from October of 2010 through to September of 2012 for between $80 to $130. Consumers are being advised to stop using the infant swings immediately and contact Dream On Me for a replacement product. Consumers will have a choice between a free replacement swing or a me- Melody Musical Baby Walker. So there you go. And finally, Valco Baby booster seats are being recalled due to a fall hazard. The Valco Baby Joey booster toddler seat for strollers. There's a spring button mechanism that secures the booster toddler seat to the baby stroller, which can disengage, allowing for the uh, carry toddler to fall. There's been two reports of a child falling from the booster toddler seat after it's disengaged from the stroller. No injuries, but still there's, uh, there's a risk there with that fall hazard. The product, it's a booster toddler seat, single and twin, and uh, they're designed to attach to Valco Tri-Mode and Z, Z-E-E strollers. Only booster seats uh, with particular model numbers, uh, and there's a few different model numbers, so again, visit the show notes for the link, Uh, but only these particular model numbers are being uh, recalled. Uh, The consumers are being advised to stop using the booster seats immediately and and contact Valco Baby to arrange for a free replacement attachment mechanism. That's the end of the beingdad.me podcast for this week, episode 42. Thanks very much for listening, and I will talk to you again next week. Mm